your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into Ask Level, the podcast, episode number 20. The big 2-0 level. We've, uh, we've done this for a little while. He's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. Um, so appreciate all you guys listening in. Before Happy guys, New Year, Happy everyone. New Year. Yeah, I know it's kind of late in the party there. Yeah, but, a, little, uh, a little bit. We may have said that last week. I can't remember, but, uh, you know. You can't have, uh, I mean, you can't wish someone a Happy New Year too much, right? Before we know about it, or before we know it's going to be Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Walmart already tells us, like, we're past Valentine's Day. Have they moved on to Easter yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're usually pretty... Uh, Pretty quick, or St. Patty's Day, I guess, is the next one. But uh, this is the the twentieth episode, so we appreciate everybody listening. Level just uh, uh, telling everybody out there that that uh, the podcast has been pretty successful so far, and and we appreciate all that. We've had listeners um, from Japan, Germany, Brazil, Costa Rica, Canada, the UK, Italy, Serbia, Ukraine. So uh, lot, all, downloads from all over the place for this podcast. Wow. So uh, that is crazy. So we appreciate everybody that's uh, listening. Absolutely. For the first nineteen episodes, unfortunately, this episode probably going to be a little, uh, you know, more down than some we've done because we'll, we'll be hoops heavy, and there's been some some struggles. An zero and three start uh, so far for Texas Tech and. In Big 12 play and uh, not not easy games coming up this week. This is a uh, this is a team that that has played in three games that you could argue you, you could have won any of those games, but unfortunately, uh, you sit here in zero and three, and it it feels like the hellfire and brimstone type of situation because of how tough this league is. Uh, you can't really dig yourself in a hole very deep. Well, yeah, and, and you you you've picked a, just a bad year uh, to be banged up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, you know, and and I, I just this roster is just not near as deep as it's been in, in recent years either. So you you also are not in as good of a position to overcome some of uh, key pieces missing as you were. You know, because I just go I go back to last year you know, to open up uh, close to conference play, but it was in early January. I think it was like January the 8th or so, and you 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 faced Kansas, and you had no Kevin McCuller. You had no T.J. Shannon. Sure. And you, you won that game because you you had Clarence Dundolny step up, but you also had, you know, Davion Warren and Adonis Arms and Bryson mm-hmm. Williams and Marcus Santos Silva. You had a, a lot of older, really capable uh, guys, and uh, you, you, got, you got it done. But, yeah, this team – you know, there's just certain things that, uh, you know, there's certain guys that have shown you that they're ready to roll and that can compete at this level and have gotten better. And then there's just other guys that just have not, you know, are very much learning or haven't shown you uh, that they're capable, uh, you know, yet of being able to play or, or make a shot or, you know, step up in a, in a big game consistently. I mean, you had some, you had some moments versus, uh, Kansas and versus uh, Oklahoma to where certain guys make a play here or there, but it's like, can anybody do it consistently? And that's really the difference, you know, because, you know, I, I, Grant Sherfield for Oklahoma, Mike Miles for, 
TCU. TCU, you have uh, Jalen Wilson and Dewan Harris in that case for uh, Kansas. And you, you just, you know, th- this is one of those deals where even if you guard these guys, they're still capable of beating you and hitting, hitting key shots. And, you know, even even the freshman for Oklahoma, M- Milo Suzan, you know, he, he had a phenomenal game uh, against uh, the Red Raiders with 18 points. And that's that's on the road and in his first conference game. And he he stepped up and, you know, he was seven of 10 from the field. And you just don't really have I mean, Pop Isaacs, I think, has been that guy for you. But when you don't have him, it's just not, you know, what with what they had on the floor versus the Sooners, just not, you know, uh, very shorthanded. And it, it's frustrating, I think, for fans and, and everybody involved to kind of see that you start out 0-3 because, yeah, you look at it a little bit and even though you've got basically the entire conference season left. Uh, now you look at it and go, okay, how do we get out of this? And it's going to be extremely difficult uh, to do that because of what you said. The league is yeah. its just a monster. I mean, it just is. And there's teams in it that are a lot better than we thought. And there's teams that have a loads of talent that aren't quite as good on paper yet. But you, you, think, uh, you think that once they kind of figure it out, look out. But uh, that's that's kind of where you're at right now with uh, 0-3 and and two road trips, uh, you know, looming this week. Yeah, I think it's such a – the transfer portal, the transfers are such a a finicky thing if you don't already have some depth because you're counting so much on them and you're comparing last year's team and this year's team and and the starts you get off to. But you you hit on just about every transfer. Not all of them, but just about every transfer last year with – with um, Adonis Arms, obviously, and, and he was, Warren, Bryson Williams. Williams, Bryson Williams, all these transfers mm-hmm. did really well for you. And there's guys that are just almost completely empty for you this year with with Demarion Williams and Kerwin Walton, and, and you're just not getting what you hoped for out of similar guys. I mean, you look at Demarion Williams compared to uh, an Adonis Arms. I mean, Williams probably had a better resume coming out or coming to Texas Tech for, for what he did at Gardner-Webb versus Adonis Arms, who, who wasn't starting at Winthrop. So it's a – you never know what's going to happen. And that's that's what's tough about this world of the transfer portal. And if you don't already have that padded depth, uh, and if you have a such a young team with a lot of freshmen like Texas Tech does, that's what, what makes it so difficult. So uh, the 0-3 start is – is obviously not ideal. You're staring right down the barrel of a potential 0-5 start with road trips to Ames and and Texas or in Austin this this weekend. But it is a uh, it's a doozy of the Big 12. It, not out of it, but it feels like um, that this team's going to have to figure a lot of things out. And you go back to the most recent game and the OU one. Really difficult to win when you're missing two of your uh, best three players. So, I mean, you, you don't want to make excuses, but this team that's already lacking depth, Daniel Bacho and Pop Isaacs, are, I think are – I'll get your take, but I, I would say they're two of your best three, right, on this team? Or two of your well, most that, that's, important three. Yeah, that, that's kind of the that, – that's part of the problem is your statement there is because – I mean, there's been times when Davion Harmon has looked like one of your top guys, uh, and he did True. versus Oklahoma. I think he comes off of one of his worst games versus Kansas, but he had been arguably one of your best players all season long. I think he's just, you know, 
And, and I think uh, Jalen Tyson is the one. Yeah, I don't know if I would put J- Jalen in that category or, at all yet. But, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I just think, you know, Pop has been playing well recently. And so we've got some, some sure. you know, some recency bias, I guess, would be the term there. Uh, because there was times when Pop was, was struggling. But I think that he – clearly your best three-point shooter and then you you're obviously missing your your best rebounder and rim protector and there's no this is the the problem against Oklahoma was is that you know you 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 felt like you added a ton of shooting in the offseason and 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 yet there's Mm -hmm. just without pop there's just not any perimeter game at all uh versus Oklahoma I mean two of 18 and it, it just was – it was rough. And you know old Banner's going to hit his first share. He had to play nearly the entire game, played 44 minutes uh, versus the Sooners. <laughs> so he played yeah. the, the entire game and then the, and then some. And so he was being leaned on heavily. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the, the, the rest of them – I mean, Kerwin Walton couldn't get a shot off. Uh, DeMorion Williams does make a three. You, you've, you, you got one from Robert Jennings, which is not on anybody's scouting report. Sure. Just a second made three of the season. Uh, but, uh, you know, J- Jalen just, you know, just was a bad game for him. You know, yeah. he just was off. And uh, I think, but that's, that's college basketball, you know, and, and, and you hear a lot of, Hey, we are young and inexperienced and all that. And that this is all true. It's just, uh, you know, you wonder if if Mark and, and his staff maybe had a bit of a redo if they would have elected not to go so young because it was their choice to to go mm-hmm. with a bunch of freshmen. And that's why that's why it's really uh, going to be tough to overcome what a, appears to this point as to be just kind of a, a miss on Kerwin Walton and Demorion Williams. I mean, it's not their fault. Uh, I think that, you know, that they wanted to come here and be a part of this, but it just to this point, they haven't shown the ability to play a big role in this yeah. league yet. You know, and that's, that's a fair statement. Uh, sure it is. I think, uh, and, and, you know, and your, your big off season acquisition, you know, it, it's kind of yet to play uh, a minute yet in Fardos Amex. So this, this season is just, uh, it's frustrating, uh, but there is no really a backup for pop. There really is no backup for Bacho. Uh, with, with what they bring to you uh, and, and without two of them. In some ways, I was shocked that uh, Texas Tech kept it as close as they did missing those two guys. With what I knew was going to be out there and you had eight scholarship players, I was at some level surprised because people can say Oklahoma is not very good. I, I would agree, but I disagree. Oklahoma is not very good nationally. I think uh, I think they are a pretty good basketball team. You just when you look at it, when you compare them to the upper echelon of the Big Twelve to this point, I would agree that they don't belong in the in the top half just yet. Their style of play is also what makes people think, oh, they muck it up. It's it's ugly style. It's not up and down the floor. I mean, they want to slow it down and grind it, and so people kind of. But th- that's a that's a pretty good team. And it's a team that beat Ole Miss, Seton Hall, Florida. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, the the other, you know, that they reeled off four in the yeah. non-conference. Uh, and then they lost to Texas by one. And they lose to Iowa State by three. So they lost two conference games uh, coming into that one by a total of four points. So, uh, and I thought they were going to – but when they pulled away by about 11 or 12, I thought, okay, this is kind of what I was fearing – uh, but they they just you know and and against Kansas and Oklahoma you're just giving up way too many looks from deep 
you know, clean looks from, from deep and it's killing you because teams are, are good enough to knock them down. And, you know, you just look at the difference. I mean, you made two threes, they made nine. Yeah. You know, Kansas, I think Kansas made 11 against you uh, earlier in the week. And so that's just got to be something that's got to stop uh, because sure. you're, it, it's just killing you. And these games are all close, but uh, the three-point differential has certainly been a difference in the, in the two home losses anyways. But it, it feels like a long time ago that you had this 29-game uh, winning streak at home, doesn't it? It does because you've lost two in a row now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what's so frustrating, you're, you're talking about the three-pointers, but the, so frustrating about watching the defense right now is is that so many of the buckets there'll be one possession that's really sound defensively the very next possession you're giving up a wide open three-pointer a wide open layup and and there's just such inconsistency from one possession to the next with this with this defense right now this is what this is what you get with freshmen yeah yeah you know that that's why coaches are reluctant to lean on them in a league like the big 12 as much as they are just because there's exceptions and there's guys that, uh, but it, it's just play in and play out, game in and game out, week in and week out. It, it just doesn't let up and it will expose you if you're not locked in. And just most players are not mentally, you know, ready to handle uh, what comes at them, either physically right. or mentally. And that's what leads to inconsistency. And I mean, Mark even said it after the game versus Oklahoma, you know, we forget our assignment and this and that. And so in some ways he may have to simplify. Yeah. He may have to just simplify to make it easier on his guys, because you're right. It, it's uh, there's just too, too much being given up, uh, you know, on, on, you know, which right now, you know, you, you come into the game averaging 79 a game. Now that's, that stat is a bit quirky in that you had the, there was a few games where you had a hundred plus in some non-conference games right. against some, some really lower end teams. So that stat is skewed, but you really struggle to score. And I think that against Oklahoma, you, you know, you were utilizing when your defense was good, it was turning into offense for you and transition opportunities specifically by Davion Harmon. But when you have to execute in the half court, it just doesn't look like there's there's much chemistry or much movement yeah. or, you know, I, that's probably the wrong terms uh, to, to use. But it, I'm just not sure where the points come from. Maybe well, there's, a lot, to say. there's a lot of standing around in the half court and a lot of it just everybody's kind of waiting for someone else to do something or so it seems. And, and Mark said he said to me immediately after the game in the post game interview for the radio broadcast we are not, this was his comment. We're not very good individually. Uh, we have to play, you know, good team defense. And unfortunately, yeah, you're, you're not great on defense right now. And yeah. I thought, I think they did show you some good defense in spurts versus Oklahoma. I think right. there were times when it, when it looked pretty energetic and, and connected and, and all those things, but it, they just it kept can't. you in the game for a while. I mean, it, it just your offense was sputtering. Yeah. Sustaining. It's the hard thing. So, sure. Yeah, I think one more thing, and then we'll move on from basketball. The this feels like this team just has no margin for error because because oh, it's how very small the, yeah. the lack of depth that you have. You look at all three of your first three games in Big Twelve play. Kevin O'Banner has a bad game against TCU, and it hurts you. Mm-hmm. Then you have Davion Harmon who has a bad game against Kansas, and and that hurts you. And then um, against. Oklahoma, you have Jalen Tyson who has an off game. And it's just, if any of your, st- if it almost feels like you have to have a 
good game from your starting five if you're going to have a chance to win right now. Well, yeah, you 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 need uh, too too often. You've had just two guys play really well, you, and you 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 yeah. constantly need a third. That that's basically to dumb it down, kind of what you're saying right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you you need a third guy being able to to help you make plays and 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 bail you out, hit shots, things like that, and and you know far too you know too much I guess in the last week and a half or so. It's just you've had to have two of three or two of your five, whatever you want to you know. And, and again, you know, part of this is, do I feel like if Bacho was completely healthy and Pop was completely healthy? And, and 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 whatnot that you would be zero and three in the league. No, I I think you figure out a way to win maybe one or two of those games. I'm not saying you would have won all three, but that that just speaks to your point about there's just not a lot of margin for error. There's just certain things that need to happen with the way this this team's built. And you know, and, and again, I, I go back to you know you're you're young because you, you know the the they they felt like that that this was the way to go and mm-hmm. that the to, to to be young. And and you just hope there's a payoff there. You know, that's the 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 lumps you're taking right now. You just hope that uh, the Lamar Washingtons and, and all those kinds of players, you know, there's a payoff in, in time. And it, it's tricky because that would be the, the bit of an, an exception in college basketball, whereas you, you keep some of these players for three or four years, you know, uh, because too often people, you know, they 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 just go closer to home or they get, they, right. you know, go find a different situation. Who, who knows what it would be, but um, yeah, man, you just need to get healthy and keep grinding. I don't know what else to say about it other than, but you know, you're going to go against a, a ranked team that has not lost a big 12 game. And it's got, got a world of confidence uh, in Iowa state mm-hmm. who just reeled off a couple of road wins uh, last week. And yeah, so anyway, it, it uh, it's going to be extremely difficult. And Texas, you know, their coaching situation has been, you know, one, uh, you know, like a a bit of a mess as we all know. But their 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 roster and their talent is old and deep, and they've got lots of options. Uh, you know, if if they're if they're locked in, so uh, that's what you're staring at this week. And then you you come home to play an extremely talented Baylor team that is very talented and was picked to win win this league. You know, the media, the media picked the bears to win this league and yet they've, they've started off 0 three. So that's just, yeah, go, go figure. Yeah. This league is like we were talking about with football (laughs) a few months ago or in the last few months, this league is freaking nuts too. I mean, you don't, you truly have no idea what's going to happen anytime the ball is thrown up. Uh, any given night in this league anybody can beat anybody but it does feel like texas tech is sitting there towards the bottom and has has uh quite the ladder to climb but yeah i mean you're you're sitting there with uh with west virginia and baylor is the only teams that haven't won a big 12 game yet and uh i mean you know this this was a you started off ranked and you had some expectations and some hope Mm -hmm. and you know, but I, I, I think, you know, you, you just go back to maybe some of the players that you chose, uh, you know, maybe you would love a, a redo there that may be harsh. I don't you know, I don't I don't know, but that it's not how this thing works. You can't go make a, a, a trade. And and you just caught a, a really unlucky blow with with the Fardaws being sure. Uh, with, with a foot injury so and know. who knows maybe he's the savior of texas tech basketball i wouldn't count on it but maybe he's he's a huge 
boost when he does come back. Well, yeah, but you know, Mark, Mark even indicated, I think uh, the other day, I think before the Oklahoma game, Hey man, you know, this may be two, two weeks to four weeks away still. Yeah. You know, so that's the, but he's not in a boot anymore. So that's a good sign. So Big man that's and the, foot injuries, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> the reality of it. Okay. Uh, so good news for Texas tech basketball though. You won't get to reap the benefits of this, this year, but moving into next year, uh, Chiron Lindsay mm-hmm. ends up uh, committing to Texas Tech from Georgia. Thoughts on that? Yeah, he he's he signed. I think he's got all the the uh, academic stuff uh, filled out. Everything. Okay. He's he's basically gonna, you know, uh, be, be in the program here pretty quick. And you know, here, here's the here's the reality of that. If if he was eligible to play right now, I'm not so certain he's not playing heavy minutes, if not even starting for sure, you. Sure. So, uh, I mean, he, he gives you some length and, and, you know, we, we had kind of touched on this in recent podcasts about his, you know, po- the, the possibility of him, you know, and, and, and here's the, here's the thing about like having an available scholarship at, at semester is that you, you're able to add guys like a Jalen Tyson and now a Kyron Lindsay Whereas if you don't have an available scholarship and you have to wait, maybe there's mm-hmm. you know a lot more suitors. I, I don't know. So that they, they've kind of chosen to operate this way on purpose for, for, for these reasons. And like, Hey, let's go get a guy at semester. Right. And you can get him in the program and kind of get him adjusted. And then, uh, you know, that then you, you get him for, for year number two, the, the, the thing that there's some thoughts there that, you know, Hey, look, once they, once they leave that initial school and they and they switch, you know they can't really go anywhere anymore until they graduate. So you get that benefit, and then two, it, it's I, I think there's a thought about you know last year I understood it. This year I think that when you look at the roster, you're going to be like what? But I think that trying to manage expectations with playing time with twelve guys as opposed to thirteen is a bit easier. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, you, you'd certainly love to have had that 13th scholarship with somebody that could have, uh, <laughs> sure help you, uh, yeah. this, this, you know, right now, based on what we're seeing with the injuries and all that, but you didn't, you know, nobody saw that coming either. So anyway, but yeah, Kyron Lindsay would be a welcomed addition for sure. Cause he, he had a lot of options out of high school. Uh, he's, he's a legit six, seven, six, eight, uh, very, very athletic and, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think that that's a, that's a good addition, but I just wish it was sooner than later, but you're going to have to wait till next fall before he can, he can help you. Well, did you see switching years to football here? Did you see uh, Brett McMurphy's way too early top 25? I did. Okay. Yeah. So is this, so Texas tech comes in at number 14 on this list on Brett McMurphy's for, he works for that <laughs> and action network used to uh, be a ESPN guy, but is this a uh, is this foreshadowing for what we should expect during the uh, preseason for the hype around Texas Tech? Yeah, I think a little bit. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I don't think we have a clear picture yet of everybody's mm-hmm. roster. I don't think uh, all the movement has taken place yet with Tech or everybody else. Uh, I think there's still some some things to kind of sort through, but I think you get a pretty good idea that because I mean I, I looked at this thing. And I'm scrolling through it, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I, I guess I thought upper teens, maybe you know, tw- you know, lower twenties, kind of, 
yeah. you know, head nod, and I kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I mean, basically, there you're the you're the second Big Twelve team listed in this thing because I think TCU was at what tenth, eleven, eleven. Okay, yeah. and you're at fourteen. So and, you know, they had Texas, they had Kansas State. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing anybody else, but uh, but you know, so yeah, you you got you've got some respect there, and I think you've you've earned it because you've had back to back seasons now where there's been improvement from one year to the next. You've won back to back bowl games. And you've got a lot of experience returning and a lot of uh, and so I think that you're right, you're, you're going to start to see Texas Tech be a trendy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, team to talk about and and it'll be it'll be up to Joey to kind of hype that but also, you know, like, I don't know if I'm ready to say they're ready to go win the big 12 just yet. I mean, because you haven't ever won one. But I think that you know you 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 definitely belong in the conversation of teams that uh, that that'll be in the mix. But again, we're way early there. We are. Uh, but that. But to answer your question, to wrap that up, that that's that is a sign of of kind of I think what you can expect in this offseason. Yeah. And it kind of <laughs> you'd re- you'd much rather have it than not. But part of it is it kind of sucks in a way. It's it's a lot more fun to be off the radar and just kind of win and kind of surprise everybody. Sure. Because when there's expectations, you don't enjoy the victories as much along the way because in some ways they're expected. So I think in, in some ways we have to be careful about skipping to the end of the story. Right. Because you're still building. You're still trying to change your culture. Uh, you're still trying to – it doesn't mean you shouldn't have expectations. It's just – um, I think winning four to end the season and winning a big bowl game, it's just such a feel good. Uh, but th- there's going to be a little bit of a different pressure, I guess, on, on your team and your program yeah. uh, from from the external uh, portion th- this offseason. Well, McMurphy also puts out a, a power rating, which is basically mm-hmm. a power ranking on how you do. And, and Tech finished 12th in his mm-hmm. power rating because of what you talk about there, winning the last four in a row. And and I, I will tell you, I did I did want to make note of uh, where Oregon uh, was ranked, and I believe Oregon both Oregon schools crazy are ranked in the in this poll. But I think Oregon's a top ten team. Am I am I mistaken? I believe yeah, number like ten. Nine, exactly. Okay, number ten. I was just saying nine or ten. So that uh, that non conference game in Lubbock really sets up to be kind of a national type game, you know, and I. I'd be willing to bet when it was set up that Oregon thought, oh, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, and, and now they're thinking, okay, well, this is, you know, so, uh, but that, that's, that, that's a, an extremely important game because if you, sure, I feel like we're talking about this way, way early, but if, if you were, if you were to pull we that are. one off, if you were to pull that one off, if it's kind of stays that way, oh yeah, you know, if that was the real rankings, if you were to pull that one off, I mean, I, I think all of a sudden now it's like, okay, look out. So anyway, yeah, and, I mean, we are talking about it way early, but your first game of the season on the road at Wyoming is no cakewalk either, because that's and they a good just, football yeah, team. That's a team that went to a bowl game too, and it's yeah. uh, you're right, it's on the road for sure. So, so it's it's going to be a fun season. It's funny looking through his uh, power rank or his his way too early top twenty five. It's got uh, the highlights for the schedule and every other team outside the Big Twelve. You know, you got four or five games here because it's it's got their conference games, but the Big Twelve teams, it's got one or two games only in the uh, non-conference because we still don't know a Big Twelve schedule oh, yeah, to this point. Right. So you will uh, you'll you'll get that in a, in a, in a week or so though. Okay. I believe, yeah. So a we won't so. have to wait much longer. Hoping so. I'm ready. Yeah. Ready to see it. I know a lot of people are 
anxious for it. Um, and then speaking of football, um, we, we get some news that Austin McNamara will return, and that's some some big news for this program. Yeah, I did. I didn't want to let that slip under the radar, and that it, it kind of that, that announcement just kind of just gets yeah. dropped in there with with a lot a uh, lot going on in sports and everything like that. But I think that's a, obviously a big big deal. Um, you know, I think Joey would would tell you first off, hey, look, man, I'd love not to ever see Austin other than holding for field goals <laughs> and extra points. Yeah, but it, it it is nice to know because I, I think I think Austin McNamara is an NFL punter. Uh, you know, and I think that it's nice to have that uh, back uh, this next year. Uh, and I, I, I think that that was the way he was leaning, you know, when, around bowl time, but you hadn't heard anything officially. And he does, in fact, come come back and say, hey, man, you know, the, 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 let's let's run it back. So just another, you know, key piece, because you, you talk about, you know, like what preseason teams would look like. And I mean, he, he's, he's got a chance to be the preseason first team uh, punter yeah. in the big 12 conference. Yeah. And, uh, and it's so dangerous for those punters and kickers when they do choose to go to the NFL, because it, if you don't, as unfortunately we're seeing um, from last year, if you don't succeed immediately in the NFL, it feels like that door closes so fast. So you, you got to make sure you're a hundred percent ready to uh, to make that leap if you're going to go. So if if you've got any reserves or think you can improve the stock a little bit, uh, you, you like that decision from Austin McNamara, and hopefully it turns out to be a really good one. And he has a fantastic season, hunting uh, you know fifty five yarders once a game. <laughs> yeah, that's right, just, no doubt. Once a game. All right, yeah. so uh, a few questions, and then we'll uh, wrap this one up. First one, there was some big news, obviously, from the University of Texas, who Tech will play uh, later in the week this week, uh, that they fire Chris Beard officially close to a month after the the whole domestic violence um, charges. Simon asked, what are your feelings about Beard getting fired at, at UT level? Well, I, I, I don't pretend to know all the info uh, that everybody's got. It, it certainly seems like there's some legal jockeying right now about should he have been fired. And I think there's probably an angling for buyout with contract and and all these different things. But I, I just with what we knew, it was going to be hard to envision a scenario to where he would be back on the sidelines coaching at Texas again. Uh, I've known Chris for a long time. I did not uh, like that he moved and, and took Texas, but that that's the that's the his his choice, and that was where he graduated uh, from school. So I, I wasn't I wasn't wishing Texas basketball good luck at all, and I you know, but I I, I hate it that it uh, it has all come to this. It's just a sad situation between uh, Chris and Randy, and I've, I've known both of them for a while. I've known Chris a long time. And so I just didn't, didn't, yeah. I, I don't find any pleasure in a very sad situation uh, no one should. such as that. And there's lots of families and lots of people involved. Uh, but you know, so yeah, I mean, it, it just, uh, you know, and I don't know what, what happens with the Texas job. Now, if Rodney Terry has a chance to keep it, uh, uh if they will, you know, look elsewhere. Uh, but you know, it's a, it's a very talented team. They were playing about as good as anybody in the country. Yeah. Uh, at the time that that this incident happened, and you know, uh, so but they're two and one in the league and still ranked in the top ten right now, and uh, they're, they're going to be a handful. But uh, can only imagine what those kids were were thinking. You know, uh, as this is all playing out, not sure uh, who their coach is or who's who the coach is going to be and all that stuff. So I've lived through. Uh, 
I've lived through an interim coach season with Chris Walker, and it, it's it's tricky. I mean, as a, as a broadcaster, obviously, and you know, traveling, sure. and it's just you're just not real sure what everybody's thinking. Is everybody worried about their next move? Is everybody like whether you're a coach or a player? Uh, you, you just don't know. There's just a lot of uncertainty there. So, uh, but in the portal era, uh, I guess you know you don't maybe you don't have to worry about it as much because you can just bail out if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I don't I don't know, but uh, yeah, just a sad situation there. Uh, another basketball question, but going towards Texas Tech. Leah asks, "Is Pop Pop okay?" Is it just a concussion or someone something else? Uh, also, what happened to KJ Allen? Yeah, KJ Allen's got a. Uh, I think it's a muscle injury or something. It's a lower leg injury. I think that it's it's uh, it's not bad, but it's also something I think Mark termed that may, it may take a bit. Uh, so I don't know if he's you know due back in the next game or so. So it may be a week. I, I don't know. I'm speculating there, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, I think Pop is in. Look, he, he put it on social media that he yeah, has he a concussion and he was wearing sunglasses. And so I'm sure I'm sure he's in protocol. Uh, and so I think, you know, that, that he could, in fact, uh, uh, he could, in fact, miss the the next game uh, versus Iowa State that's on your schedule and could be back uh, before uh, the Texas game. Uh, we'll see. But that that's up to doctors and protocol and all that. But I think, yeah, that was a concussion situation there. So he's in, he's, I'm sure he's in protocol and it happened on the, the last play there where there was no foul called. So that's what's frustrating because if, if the officials, if the officials make a call there, Bacho's not hurt either. That's the frustrating part. If they make a call on him getting dragged down and pop, you know, getting concussed and all those things, then you know that then Bacho never goes runs down and tries to block a dunk and doesn't hurt his finger and all that stuff. So that's just but yeah. hey man, when it rains it pours. Uh and some you just you just kind of hit a streak of bad luck here. Just had to make one of two calls there to, to be yeah, able to, right. to avoid the the frustrations. Uh Scotty asks, sticking with basketball, would this team make the tournament if they played in another conference? I'm not saying we're out just yet, but being in the Big 12 can make good teams look bad. Well, there are national pundits that have said and written such things in that there are there are lower end teams in this league that would win other leagues around the country. I don't I don't know if they specifically named uh, those leagues uh, or anything like that, but I, I, I think it does speak to you just look at the Ken Palm rankings. You look at yeah. uh, the net rankings, everybody in the Big 12 and Texas Tech is near the bottom of both of those, just so I'm clear but they're ranked in the forties or fifties nationally in, yeah. in both, but every team in the big 12 is ranked uh, in the top 40 or top 50, depending on which kind of set of rankings you're looking at. So that's nearly unheard of. And you just look at strength of schedules for all these teams left when you got to play everybody else. And it's just a nightmare uh, because everybody has got any win you get is, is a big one. And it's kind of a quad one type win, whether it's home away, whatever, just because of where yeah. everybody's ranking is right now. And to your point, uh, ESPN's basketball power index before the league started, they showed the remaining toughest, uh, the BPIs showed the remaining toughest schedules in the country. Number one through number 10 were all of the big 12 mm-hmm. teams. And it shows exactly just how the, the metrics look at this league and how, how truly difficult it is. Uh, all right, last one uh, before we wrap it up. This one's from Roger. Uh, are there any other players that Texas Tech could land in the transfer portal? When does that transfer portal win window close for football? 
Oh yeah, there's 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 plenty of uh, of of options. The, the the window will close on around I think it's the 16th, 17th, 18th, something like that. It should be middle of next week, depending on when you're listening to this. And then the window it closes, but then there's a new window in May after spring football concludes. Yeah. So there there's going to be if if you think your roster is set or anybody's roster is set, you, you're just that's just not the way that this thing is going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there will be more movement, uh, whether it's a departure or an arrival or or whatever. That and so uh, I don't know of anybody that's imminent right now. I think that if uh, if you're looking for something on defense, they would maybe look at a DB slash edge rusher, but it's got to fit some criteria there. Uh, for them to 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 bring something in, and you know, again, spots are very very limited with the Red Raiders at, at this point right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know if there's going to be a ton of movement, but again, I wouldn't ant- I would anticipate some things shaking out after the spring too. That just kind of that's that's normal. Sure. Hey, do we see any chance that Tech adds a another quarterback just to pad depth in that room, or is that uh, more of a no. reaction thing? If you lose another quarterback, if, if you lose one, you will add one. If you don't, if you don't lose what you've got, because right now you're looking at, you know, Tyler Shuck, Baron Morton and Jake strong, yeah. who will be here in this Your freshman will be here in the spring. You're good there. If, if you were to lose one of those three, for whatever reason, then you would add one. However, if you don't, you're, you're this is what you're going to go, go okay. at it with, you know? All right. Level. Another one bites the dust. We uh, put 20 of these to bed, so appreciate it. We'll we'll do this again next week. Hopefully Tech can uh, get a win or two. You know, that's the song that the Junkyard Dog way back in the day, uh, the professional wrestler Junkyard Dog <laughs> used to play. Dog. Yeah, he, he used to come in with a, a dog collar on. And <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, Thump was always like, that was his like finishing maneuver, but he played that song when he always walked, leave it walked to level into the ring. For yeah. the obscure... What is that? 80s? 80s wrestling <laughs> reference? That that would have been 80s. Yeah, right, I guess nice. so. Yeah. Well yeah. done. So uh, well I'm, done. Da- I'm dating myself a bit there. But yeah. So, but <laughs> hey, you're the one that, that led me down that road. I love another, it. I love another it. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, Level. Have a great right. week, man. I appreciate it, Woodman. Thanks, man. That is Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned in to the Ask Level podcast right here on Double T 97.3. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.